Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Wednesday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is October 28th. Andy, how are we doing? Brendan, I'm, uh, I'm doing okay. We got, you know, a Bears got waxed on national television, kind of as expected. You know. Just... As expected? Yeah, I told you they stink. They aren't good. Did they score a touchdown? That no. was your big thing. The they, defensive, they didn't... defensive touchdown. Did not score one touchdown. I saw there was big drama about like Foles is like getting play calls from Nagy that he knows he's not going to have enough time for. And they're like, this is a major deal. Like Foles throwing the coaching staff under the bus. And then they maybe had to clarify. He told Greasy in a meeting, like a production meeting or something like that. Doesn't sound good. That's alarming. If he's getting plays, he knows. It makes sense when you watch the games. Like they... (laughs) Call these plays. They don't have anybody that can block. They're going up against the best defensive linemen, and you know, yeah, maybe yeah, maybe yeah. ever. And they're right. uh, they're they got these slow developing plays. They're just getting they putting the guy back there to just get smoked. You know, yeah. He's not like yeah. he, uh, the other thing. He's uh, one thing Foles can't do that Mitch can do is run. So move. Yeah. It's, well, uh, they're five and two. Browns are five and two. The Browns Bears Super Bowl is still alive. Maybe we go, maybe take a did you February see trip stat? to Tampa? What? No. What? The, the Bears and the Browns are five and two with negative point differential on the season. Oh God! <laughs> I think the Bears are like negative two or something, and the Bear, Browns are like negative twenty-one. Well, our feet are both firmly, you know, planted in the ground. We we have very realistic <laughs> expectations of our teams, I think. Yeah. Uh, easy schedules, though, for us. All right, let's get to We have late-breaking news. Not the uh, initial path of this episode, but apparently College Game Day is going to be live from Augusta National. Master Saturday, 9 a.m., set overlooking Ike's Pond on the uh, ninth hole at the par-3 course. Pretty cool. I don't know if I have anything profound or super insightful to add other than to you know there's a general mood of celebration it's a very cool thing that's happening that's all i got what do you have any reaction i think it's gonna be super cool um a little bummed it's not at at ruckers for illinois ruckers but you know i understand they they got the invite who turns it down one thing i'm wondering is does lee corso get kicked off for calling fans, uh, calling fans, not patrons. Oh, you know? yeah. Like, could we see a McCord situation here from, you know, the, uh, are they going to cut them yeah. some slack being, you know, they might not be up to speed with all the traditions, lingo, um, and different uh, words they have to use at Augusta. Well, I will say one thing semi-seriously. Ridley does feel like a pretty forward-thinking, progressive-type cerebral leader. I know he caught a lot of crap for the whole drop and 15, uh, Tiger, and 13, I should say, uh, at the 15th hole. 
for just whatever adjudication of all that. But he seems like a pretty sensible leader for for Augusta National. Uh, I don't think he would be reactionary in the way maybe they have been in the past. Not that the others weren't sensible, but I don't think he he'd be tossing guys off the broadcast for using incorrect terms, whether it's college game day or otherwise. What if but. Corso's on one second? Off the next other question, like when he puts on one of his big heads or hats or whatever, is he going to be yeah. violating a dress code? You know, <laughs> is that, these are all questions that jump to mind. <laughs> it's cool. It's a great cross activation. I thought it pretty amusing in the release. I got the release in the email. Is like we wanted to expose the masters to a new audience. It, it feels like that Venn diagram is almost like a complete circle. College football fans. And Masters fans, right? I mean, I know the college football universe is larger than the golf audience, but Lord, everybody who's a college football fan, everybody who's a Masters fan, I feel like is probably also a college football fan. No, it's just, it's it's red meat for a lot of us. I think, you know, people that go to fine institutions like Illinois, you know, we're not the biggest (laughs) college football fans because our team always perpetually stinks. I think people that generally go to, you know, universities that have a good college football program are college football fans. Um, yep. But uh, yep. here's here's a, a prop bet I got for you. Okay. What are, Is it a real prop bet or something you just created? I, this is in something that I just created. What are the okay. chances of Ricky making an appearance to talk about his sixth-ranked Oklahoma State uh, Cowboys? incredibly high as a matter of fact he will stick around after he misses the cut friday afternoon for his activation on college game day saturday extremely no chance, he, do- no chance he doesn't make it he's not the golfer uh, making an appearance the only thing that gets in his way is if he's got an early saturday tea time if oak state tumbles or something yeah no it, like because he's like okay. that general like the college game day producers are like well ricky's on every commercial cross appeal you know, he's the face or whatever. He'll he's fun. He's great on TV. None of this is actually true. He's pretty boring. <laughs> he's pretty vanilla and bland. It seems like awesome, nice dude. But he, you know, he the sort of brand doesn't match up necessarily with the uh, underlying personality. Now the right ahead. guy, the right guy to probably have on would be JT. Why has he been on? I feel like he's been I think on. He maybe. has when been Alabama on. Maybe for a game, Alabama. Maybe. But I, I, I think I just Ricky feel like... has too. I feel like JT's fandom is a little bit more real than Ricky's. Sure. There's always know. an angle I don't with Ricky, judge. probably. Yeah. But uh, the one thing that's standing in his way, Oklahoma State isn't playing that week. Oh, well. They got they got the, the Oklahoma-Oklahoma State game the next week. If it was that week, without a doubt, he might miss his tea time to go on there. Yeah. Wow. This there's endless possibilities with this. This could be really cool. Players dropping in. Like you could do individual players. Like Tiger does a Stanford game. Is Stanford even playing football? I think the Pac-12 is coming back. Am I? Am I? If I'm not mistaken. Fitzy uh, goes on to of... talk about the other Fitzy, coaching Northwestern. Thick boy comes on, does some tackling drills. They throw a <laughs> dummy out there. He's firing off a three-point stance. <laughs> Thick, yeah. thick boy goes. It'd be great to have a, a conversation between like uh, Alabama's strength and conditioning coach and Thick Boy. They should put yeah. They should put they should have the uh, somebody on the sled, offensive line coach on the sled. Thick boy <laughs> firing out of a stance, push driving the sled. 
So you can drive it faster, farther, <laughs> Brooksy or Thick Boy. They could do all sorts of cross activations going on. Did no, you play football in grade school or anything like, like that? I mean, flag football. I never was a... Okay. I was never... Were you a football player? I mean, grade school, I did the sled, all that stuff. Yeah, it was just, just this coach just screaming at you as you're trying to push the sled and like <laughs> thick, like six-inch rough is... Yeah. Could be part. It could be fun. part of his uh, his activation content chase for two fifteen. <laughs> That's true. What? That's true. Uh, no, but which it, player? Which player from like purely? Would you like to see on there just because they might not know anything about college football? Ooh, Takumi Kanaya. He'd be good. Bring him I in. I don't think he's in the field. Like, Is he in the field? Oh, he's. I guess he's not. He's no longer an amateur. Um. Yeah, there's all sorts. You should have Westy. Westy would be kind of fascinating. Get he's, like a Euro. He's a big 49er SEC. fan, I know. What's that all about? Where's that come from? Does he have some friend in the, uh, maybe you know, he, in the ownership group or something like that? Maybe he became a fan when he was vacationing in wine country. God, you should have like, who could Ian they have? Poulter. Victor Perez or somebody <laughs> like that picking SEC games. There's endless possibilities. Very cool. Congrats. You know, props, whatever. Plaudits to Augusta National, ESPN. Tyrrell, like, you know, my good friend Spencer Hall, EDSBS, has this game where he goes, England or Alabama. He's been doing it for a decade or so. Like, guys that look like they could be from England, Alabama, Beef Johnston, all these people. Uh, there's a ton of English people that look like they could be right out of Alabama. Tyrrell is certainly one of those. Absolutely one of those. Uh, yeah, have him pick it. Pick the Alabama game. Anything else? Just, this is just, great. Justin Rose would be, you know, he'd just be like, let me tell you about my friends oh. at Bonobos. <laughs> Bonobos. Bonobos. Anva. He'd be what? What was the what? Who's the character in Silicon Valley? Jared. But like Jared, that's his name. Just be so timid. <laughs> be like, oh, well, um, I like real tired, real tired today. Jason Day Go could balls. come on to talk about uh, Buckeyes. Jason, yeah, he's a bandwagoner. He'd probably be talking about Braxton Miller or something like that. He's not up to date. Just total like card carrying bandwagoner. Um, okay. This is great. This is exciting, right? That the whole is. point is crappy year, shit year, but finding the unique opportunities from bad circumstances. That's the entire motto of my year. And, you know, we're never going to get a November Masters again, God willing, but we have, you know, that we have it, we should be grateful and excited about it. And this is another thing that's crazy, once in a lifetime, very cool within a bad set of circumstances, you know, outside world, very cool opportunity. And I, I applaud everybody for pulling it together, ESPN, Augusta National, whoever else. So You know, another uh, another thing, another announcement in this yeah. news dump. What's that? This, is, this Tuesday morning news dump from Augusta is the- Part three. The no par three, but then split tees on uh, the first two rounds. So we're going to see the original Augusta National routing played out. This ah, interesting. And and Can... as we talked about the, a couple of weeks ago with a master fact of the day, will Frost, Frost be yeah. a pivotal factor here? Because that's why they switched the routing originally was because be of the con- Frost on the the original third green. 
which was is the famous 12th hole, which, you know, obviously, right. as people probably understand, sun helps, you know, alleviate frost, and that hole does not get a lot of sun. Right. And it's it's lowest, right? It's the, mm-hmm. the yep, yep. Uh, no, it, it's cool. Scott Frost, not to be confused with Scott Frost. We're talking college football. Or Dad David Jeff, Frost wines. No, very cool. Part three canceled. Split tees. Hey, it's a crazy year. It's not a great year, but all sorts of unique stuff coming. I'm excited. I was already going to say I was pumped, and now we got this released before we plan to record. One downside to the split tees. Ready for the downside? What's that? There's going to be a ton of golfers on the course at once, which we know our, our favorite broadcast partners often struggle with lots of golfers on the golf course. That's true. But, I mean, I feel like there's... Augusta is this contained universe. There's only so many commercials. They have cameras on every hole. They're like it's like a thing that they can kind of set their clocks to year over year. With right? ESPN, I, with ESPN doing the first two rounds, are we getting SVP? Yeah, but he does. Yeah, but he does like studio. Uh, maybe can he we, does some tower can stuff. Get, can we get the PGA crew doing it? I think Augusta is not amenable to that if i'm not mistaken like svp does updates maybe with like curtis strain or andy north bad to the bone they come on set and do like highlights and updates maybe he does tower he might do a little bit of like the work but all right this is pumped we're gonna talk about the masters a lot in the next obviously 15 days or so uh follow up real quick this is what i plan to lead with waterfall content oh so we're talking about the waterfall swing I was wondering about maintenance and all that. Like, how do you do that? What's the budget? Do you have to get a separate guy? We had a friend of the program, Mike Mosquera, works at Sweeten's Cove. Assistant superintendent. MM Green Thumb. Yep. MM Green Thumb on Twitter sent me a note. Uh, So he worked at a course, which I will keep nameless for now. Central Florida. You You could probably go look at his resume and figure it out if you wanted. Worked at a course in Florida. That had an 80-foot waterfall, 80 feet. So it's it's not your little babbling brook, as I as we saw at Sherwood. 80-foot waterfall. Would you guess? Can you guess the monthly cost to run the pumps for this waterfall? Twenty thousand dollars. Seven thousand dollars a month to run the pumps on a waterfall. Now, unrelated or likely it's related, almost hundred thousand dollars a year. Related, the club is now co- closed. So they're running a little. He talked about how, like, two to three times a summer, they'd have to get in the, they'd have to clean it out, uh, algae, like they're in the muck. So think, think uh, about this. So think about, like, then associated hours. So associated labor hours. Let's just say right. that, that with the labor hours, it adds up to, we'll just say tentatively, $8,000 a month. Say yep. your dues are $1,000 a month. That's eight full-paying dues members for a fucking waterfall. <laughs> now, again, it's that, a that doesn't even one. include That doesn't even include how much it costs to build it. Right, to build it. Then your take, if they're cleaning out the algae two or three times a yeah. summer, like the hours That's spent what on I'm that, saying. you could otherwise... The, the, the labor hours. The labor hours, you're right. And the pumps, the seven grand to run the pumps a month. So that doesn't I don't know even that include every... the water bill. Right, right, right. I, 
again, so just one anecdote. I'm sure not all of these are this massive. I'm sure some are more substantial, more expensive. It's just, again, waterfall, waterfall content. That's just a follow up. God, I hate waterfalls. Yeah, it's not great. All right, elsewhere, Eastlake Cup. You see this Patrick Welch kid, also known as Vinny, plays for Oklahoma, plays with a 10-finger cross-handed grip. Oh, I've seen that before. Yeah, he, that's it's crazy. Crazy grip. He won the solo, the the individual at Eastlake Cup. Kind of a cool story. His dad, who got him into golf, died in August. His first individual win, died of a sudden heart attack in August. Very emotional. I was reading, uh, I think it was Brentley Romine article. Cool story. Very, very cool. Like, obviously a very sad story, but a really cool win and emotional win. Uh, sounds like quite a character too. Ten finger cross handed grip. Um, all right, should we get to uh, schedule for the week? Schedule for the week. Schedule. It is a light week, I would say. LPGA is off for a few weeks. Champions Tour is back, so we got that. But you know, we're all fired up for the Masters. We gotta we gotta hold our water to get to Augusta. So on the PGA Tour, we have the Bermuda Championship. That it is at, I don't have the course. What's the name of it again? Royal something or other? Uh, Port Royal Golf Club in Southampton, Bermuda. Port Royal Golf Club. Not Southampton, New York. Southampton, Bermuda. Another place that C.B. McDonald had a home. You know why C.B. McDonald moved to Bermuda? Later, moved? Why? Yeah, allegedly. No, no. So he... No. The Creek Club in New York, which has those famous holes down in the uh, levee of the creek uh, yep. on the Long Island Sound, he couldn't grow grass there. He he got so frustrated he, that he couldn't grow grass on the those holes down there that he threw his hands up and moved to Bermuda. Really? Allegedly, yes. Allegedly. Huh. How about that? I did not know that. That's pretty good. So, okay, he, so he, they obviously designed Mid-Ocean Club in Bermuda, which Mid-Ocean. is uh, part of Bermuda's illustrious golf history. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it will be added to this week with the illustrious Bermuda Championship. <laughs> exactly. The the favorite, the betting favorite, not a member on the PGA Tour, not a PGA Tour card member, Will Zalatoris is your favorite yet again. Second time. What was the other one? Sanderson, where he um, was the favorite? No, I or think it was the, it was the opposite Punica, field. Pun, Punticana, DR, yeah. DR, DR. Okay. Uh, so Zalatoris is your favorite. The field is a, the only person who made the trip from Zozo is Brendan Todd, defending champion. This was sort of the culmination of Todd Watch. What a classy guy Todd. Todd is to... Make that trek to defend yep. his title. A lot of people, yep. you know, don't go back to the PR PR to defend their titles. You know, they don't go back to, you know, smaller events to defend their titles. Opposite field events. Not Todd. Stand-up guy. Who's the guy who won the PR twice but still made his Michael Bradley? Bradley. <laughs> Went back to won it again. Still oh. nobody won outside of Puerto Rico. He's the only guy that's ever won... After winning Puerto Rico, he just won Puerto Rico again. <laughs> Got some interesting names: Danny Willett, Henrik Stenson, Jason Duffner. Like these, uh, I mean, it's Patrick Harrington, amalgam of yeah, old timers, up and comers. Charity. Do you cases. want my three things? Because you're going into some of yes, them. Yes, yes. Let's do it. Yes, my three storylines to watch. Three things to watch this week. 
We got what a course got? at 6,800 yards. I saw that. It's There's, supposed to blow, right? Oh, it always blows. It's always I, well, yeah, that's true. Always <laughs> blows like thirty or forty. Right. Um, that's true. So there, there, I guess there are some holes out here that guys went like seven iron, seven iron into last year. There's okay. a, a ton of holes under four hundred yards. Once again, this is another golf course where we could see distance mitigated just because of how short it is. And Interesting. You know, like the difference between, you know, say just we'll just use our boy BG, Brian Gay, who's okay. been, he's been on, put it on speed. I'll tell you what. He gets under, Yo. overlooked. Yeah. He's yeah. put up some yard, big yardage gains, but ripping the ball. You know, you take uh, Bryson, who let's just say Bryson hits at 330 and Brian Gay hits at 280. When the hole's yep. 400 yards, that's not as big of a deal because Brian Gay has 120 and a wedge in, and and Bryson has you know 70 yards and a wedge in. Then it, when it is 500 yards, and Bryson has a nine iron at a, from 170, and Brian Gay has 220 and is hitting a four iron. That's such a big difference, you know. In, in this, if you really wanted to say, hey you know, we want to do something about distance, this would be an example of a yardage to play at because guys would be actually incentivized to maybe play a spinnier golf ball, maybe carry mm-hmm. more wedge. Like, you'd see a different bag setup because that power is still a huge advantage, obviously. There'd be a lot of holes they could reach and, you know, probably a lot of par fours they could get it up there close, a lot of par fives they could hit wedges into, but... The, the shorter player would also be able to showcase their skills. That's a good point. That's a that's a nice nice little insight. I like that. Hey, when you're talking about spin your golf ball, I did hear a friend of the program said like, nah, this new Pro V1, you know, I brought it up. They said it's it's like nuclear. They, 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 somebody said nah and like Bubba, we're talking about it on that Wednesday charity thing at Sherwood and like the mics picked it up before they quickly like <laughs> cut them off there. They, I guess they were making references to this, this latest edition of the Pro V just being an extra, you know, rocket ship, you know, good for Titleist, so. you know, good for them. Bad Anyways. for professional golf. We'll see. Impact's still forthcoming, but yeah. So, all right. What else you got for Bermuda? Um, well, other thing. The Euro Tour course, which I'm sure we'll talk about in a little bit oh, later, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> is also under 7,000 yards. I would love to know the last time that the Tour and the Euro Tour played courses under 7,000 yards in the same week was. That's a great question. That's got to huh. be a Justin Ray kind of special. I, I may I'll tweet at him. I'm not even sure he could come up with that. That's hard. That's a hard one. Interesting. Uh, You know, a more prepared podcast host would have been done the research and been able to tell you. But um, all right. Number two, our beautiful field. (laughs) At an event that you just wonder, should this event exist? And we can talk about that a little bit more later. But the field, I I have a question for you. Who will be the low player who's going to be the shoot the best from this group of players okay fred funk taylor funk tommy two gloves da points pride of oh my. 
Michael Sims. Not to be confused with Michael Sim. Sim. Michael Sims, who actually lost For to me, Bubba. a legend. Yeah, lost to Bubba Dickerson in in his Western Am romp. Stanky leg, Paul Stankowski. <laughs> Fresh off his senior PGA Club Pro. PGA T- Club Pro top straight to the top five. <laughs> he's in form. He's not in your resty form, but he's in form. So, that's unbelievable. The guy's playing the senior PGA Club Pro. He's now a tour event. Baby Walrus, Kevin Stadler. Ooh, not him. <laughs> George McNeil. Or the Dutch boy, Ricky Bartz. <laughs> what a collection. I didn't even include all the Bermuda locals. I would have yeah, felt bad yeah, throwing yeah. them into this mix because, you know, these guys are getting a once-in-a-lifetime uh, yeah. opportunity. Sure. Uh, Michael Sims. Maybe Michael Sims. Local <laughs> boy. Done good. I'll go with him. Not going to be Fred Funk. I tell you that. It's not- a short course. <laughs> Could be Fred Funk. Yeah, but he might be blowing out the sea. I don't like. Who knows, Fred? That's true. Fred, guy, guy's struggling on the a sixty five hundred yard Champions Tour setups. He's really struggling on the Champions Tour, if I'm not mistaken. Like, don't quote me on that. I don't follow Champions Tour that closely, but I thought I saw him near the bottom of a few leaderboards recently. Uh, I'll go with Michael Sims. Uh, late, late breaking. We just got tea times. Will Knights tells us Michael Sims, Stankowski, <laughs> and Jackie Robinson are paired together. I assume Beauregard. that's Lucas Beauregard, which is a very niche reference for probably only a few listeners that is Lucas Beauregard, otherwise known as Jackie Robinson out there. What a, what a tea time that is. Incredible. If they had fans, or they have some limited fans, I guess that's, that's who I would follow. So <laughs> it's an interesting field. Why, I, why I'm going to take the Dutch boy. It's our yeah. head-to-head bet there. Okay. Dutch boy versus Michael Sims? Yeah. All right. What do you think the Funks connection is to Bermuda? What do they have on, like, somebody in the Bermuda Golf Association or something? I don't know why. You know, you know hey, we we really want to draw interest into this tournament. Let's give sponsors exemptions to the father and son Funk combo. <laughs> combo. And why did both Schneider Jans get unrestricted sponsors exemptions? Luke and Ollie. Now, I, I maybe they have, look, a, maybe the Schneider Jans have, you know, a connection. I don't know. Maybe they want to go from Bermuda. Maybe they're really into the, um, you know, the family, the siblings, and the. Uh, I mean, Luke Schneider Jans and Ollie Schneider Jans are very good players. Like you know, right, right, totally. Luke is, like they are uh, legit. American. I'm just wondering what the deal was that they both got, like, why why they decided to go that route. I, I'm not saying they necessarily can't compete. It was just an interesting... The Funks interesting are show. more of a head-scratcher to me. Right, right. Fred and Taylor. So. All right, How last is... one. Okay. Unless you have more on the field. No, go ahead. Uh, last one. Will Zalatoris, three points. A mere three FedEx P- Cup points. Whatever that means. We don't yep. sure what FedEx Cup point value is. Mere sure. three FedEx Cup points away from earning special temporary status. So likely we'll get that this week. Um, he is, in his last 15 starts, he's finished outside the top 20 once, and that was his miscut at the Sanderson, which was understandable after a, you know, 
quite a few weeks in a row of playing and playing extremely well. Um, mm-hmm. He has ten top sixes in those fifteen event in that fifteen event stretch, including a win and a T six at the U.S. Open. Ridiculous, unbelievable. Hey, do you want to do a fan vote Friday thing while we're on the subject of, of sure. field? Why not? You got a couple guys. Let I'll put two the, up. You let put me pull two. the field up. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna nominate Anthony Phipps, who was a sponsor's exemption. Looks like I saw a, that guy. Uh, I was interested in that guy. Yeah, yeah. No, but talk about creating more diversity, certainly at the professional level. Anthony Phipps would be one. I want to know more about him and talk about him. Uh, and I'll throw I'll throw Rasmus in there. Rasmus Hogard. I want to know more about his background coming up. Was he inspired by the Piss Bear and others? Uh, you know, people like that. I want to know more about his long-hitting 19-year-old ways. So, right, Anthony I'm, Phipps and Hogard. I'm going to put Jackie Robinson in. Lucas Beauregard? Okay, Just to be because, clear. You know, maybe he won't be referred to as Jackie Robinson ever again if he's, you know, featured in Fan Vote Friday Jr. Uh, sure. And then I'm going to go with my guy, George McNeil. All right. My guy. Why is he your guy? He's not sure yet. You want to find I, out I more? I don't know. I, okay. Whenever I see George McNeil in a field, I'm like, I always am like, God, George McNeil. What a what a generic name. <laughs> it really is. So Phipps, Hogard, McNeil. I already forgot your other guy. Who was it? Jackie Robinson. Robin Beauregard. That's right. Okay. We'll put those up for a vote. I want to know more about Eric Dugas, too. Did you see him? Yeah, I did. There's, he's like a pro. He's a PGA club pro in like in Maui or something. I don't know. That's all I could find. It's just an interesting collection. This, Jordan this Gumberg. Field is Who's he? Unbelievable. I always wonder about. I don't know anything about Michael Gellerman. And every time I see his headshot on PGA Tour <laughs> I want to put him in. It. Maybe I'll. I'm going to replace Jackie Robinson with Michael Gellerman. Went to OU. I think that's. About the extent of what I know. You Did, think is this there the might guy be, you said? Might be a Tyler Duncan he, situation with Gellerman. I think he looks like Bobby from uh, uh, King of the Hill or something. Because like somebody DM'd us and his teammates called him Bobby because he's got a big head or something, and then he looks like the kid guy from King of the Hill. All right, Gellerman. He'll be in the field or in the fan vote. Anything else on Bermuda before we move on? It's an incredible field, incredible championship. Uh, yeah, I do want to talk. I want to say, I'm just going to say, should this be an event to you? Probably an opposite field event. If we're going to have opposite field events, it should be one. But other than that, no, it doesn't have to be. I don't think it's the worst thing to drop into a community like this, maybe raise some money. get, get some, What are you know. you, You're against Sea Island, but you're... You're shaking your head. You're shaking... Well, Okay. No, it probably doesn't need to be an event. What's your one and done pick, by the way? But so I, this is my point. It goes back to your tweet about the impact that Sanderson made on charity oh, earlier this week. Me. Are you trying to catch me in contradiction? No, I just, okay. I think like sometimes it's okay to say no to money and, and when somebody wants to sponsor something, you know, and some, Bermuda came to them, hey, we want to sponsor a tour event. It's okay to say, you know what? No. I, we I think don't think we the could tour be does that. I know. I, that's why I'm saying it's okay to say no to money. 
I mean, I get these press releases. True Green is now like an official partner. Like Adobe is the official document company. They don't say no to things like that. So, That's just how it works. So given the impact, what that was a hospital they built? Yeah. With the Sanderson children's, money. Yeah, like a children's, children's hospital. Children's hospital was built with the money that Sanderson. Like, isn't there like community? Can't we have the tour think like, hey, let's. This community could be really fundamentally impacted by our, and I'm sure Bermuda's doing wonderful stuff with the money, but like that resonated with me when I started thinking about this event in particular. And this is no knock, like like we talked about with C.B. McDonald. There's a rich golf history in Bermuda. It's a wonderful place that I hope to visit sometime, you know, in the near future. I would love to go there, but like. The the tour is putting up the money for the Wyndham Cash this year, right? It just got me thinking about all this. Like, wouldn't why don't they just sponsor an event in a community and do something good for a, like an, a community one time with that cash or something? Or like that's what I'm thinking. And this is a tangent off of the Bermuda thing, but like yeah. it just got me thinking about like God, like why can't we just? The tour, instead of doing the Wyndham cash, say, hey, we're going to have a different event. We're going to encourage player, the top players to come play, and we're going to raise a bunch of money for charity and a, to a community that otherwise couldn't afford the $10 million a year sponsorship just to get the event here. You know, why can't they do something like that? It's not a bad point. You, you make there's a lot of things they could do there's yes i agree with you i picking markets picking picking underserved audiences underserved like diverse audiences uh, it does feel like i i would probably default back to the whole member run organization thing like they 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 have like one master they serve mostly and that's the players and the players care about purse sizes and so you know they I, I don't know. They do raise a ton of money for charities. No, I mean they do. They, they make do, a but, lot of charitable but impact. How but much you're is about that? How much basis. is that on the tour, and how much is that actually on the local charities who put That's the true. work in week in week That's out? Total, total, amazing distinction. Per, yes, yes. That's an important distinction we need to make because we heard a lot about that since the return to golf. All caps. The tour kind of told these guys to fend for themselves, figure it out, you know, as the charities are taking massive haircuts while the purses aren't, you know, and yeah, there is a distinction there between the tour and like the tournament organizers, the local organizations. Yeah, there is a distinction. They're doing most of the charitable stuff. So like just a thought, like, okay, you got, what is it? $10 million in that Wyndham pot? Yeah. No. Yes. 10 million total. 10 yep, million total. Right. So, okay. Yep. You get the top 10 guys and you say, we're going to yep. do a one day shootout for the 10, 10 million. We're going to divide it up just the way we use. If you usually do, if you're in the top 10, you get invited and we do a one day shootout and you do it in some cool market with a huge charitable aspect of it. You got 10 guys on the golf course, $10 million at stake. That would be cool. That would be innovative. And that would be forward thinking, thinking, saying, Hey, we're going to do something good for charity in a community. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. It's a good idea. I, I Instead, think like, we're just going to hand over cash for, you know, what happens, you know, over the course of a year with no impact beyond, you know, 
Justin Thomas getting an extra $3 million this year. Getting back to our Tiger Tracker discussion last Friday, you throw that out there and there'd be immediately be 10 different meetings with 20 people and them telling you why it can't happen. You know, that's just, I don't know. That, that's the way, that's, that's how that, those things die, you know, quickly. Um, there's too many voices. Hey, should we do an ad read? Yeah, let's do an good ad tangent. read. A good tangent, Andy. I appreciate that. We, not we, in the show we, did, we did not say no to money in this case. We have no, an ad read. No, that's true. We've said no to some money, but not to this money. Rucket. Our good friends at Rucket are back for the fall. The season of Rucket, the year of Rucket rolls on. Our promo code is SGS15 for 15% off orders of $100 or more. Um, sports, youth sports are limited. Uh, you know, golf, maybe season, maybe changing. Golf, maybe limited. I see abroad, they're like you're shutting te- down golf. You're texting oh, me because I'm complaining about the snow yesterday that you know we've had yeah. snow the last two mornings in chicago and you're texting me time to set up your your basement punch shot net <laughs> yeah. the punch out range set up your <laughs> temporary punch out range there you go your half swing range in your basement uh so yeah golf is limited apparently the orders are still rolling in the sgs 15 is the promo code hundred dollars more they got putting greens they got nets. Everything's in stock right now. They got the chippers. That could be a little... They got these true spin, glow-in-the-dark foam golf balls. Sunlight is limited. It's dark here now. It's going to become a lot more limited starting Sunday with daylight savings. So they got these glow-in-the-dark balls, all sorts of golf equipment. SGS15 is the promo code. Hey, for this read, I wanted to do... Somebody who needs... Start working with their Rucket products with the Masters bearing down. We've got two weeks to go. Guy, and I'm not talking about Ian Woosnam. I'm not talking about Larry Mize. Uh, players who uh, you know have some current standing in the game that are typically highly thought of either at the Masters or major championships that may need some work. I am going with Justin Rose. Oh, you took to mine. All right, well, we'll it's talk fine. About I'll, it. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll p- find another one. Rose needs to slip into his bonobos <laughs> and start hitting balls into the rocket net down at Albany or wherever he sets up these days. Do you think you he know, could bring his Morgan Stanley advisor out for a you know, one-on-one consult? A chip-off? Maybe a chip-off with his Morgan Stanley guy? Uh, Rose is thought of as like this ultimate horse for the course of the Masters, right? I think last year was the first time he missed the cut at the Masters in 14 tries. He's got... Like ton of top 11, 11 of his 13 starts there were top 25s. Couple runners up. Like it's the, been extremely and the, good. And the runner ups were like historically yeah. great runner up performances where he would have won, you know, essentially. Steve. Yeah. Yeah. Sergio. Um, yeah. So, it, it, yeah, done really well, really, just in the last five years, bar say for last year. But he, so he's always like this dark horse to use like a you know misnomer but uh, that people use because he's not you know tiger or speed or these big names he's always a pretty trendy pick for the masters but coming off at mc his metrics suck strokes gain t to green where he's like you know he's renowned for this iron play and things like that. they're really bad he's missed a couple cuts missed uh this year they're this season i should say he missed the cut at the u.s open been really feast or famine. He played well at Colonial, played top 10 at the PGA, and then missed a ton of cuts in between for Rose. Strokes gain driving, strokes gain off the tee. He needs work in the rocket net uh, between now and November 12th. What do you got for this? I got 
Um, I'm going to go with Sung J.N. The drive for 40. <laughs> drive for 40. He's playing in his first Masters, and I just don't, I don't love his form going into it. He's been just, really since the return to golf, all caps, he's been not good at all. I and know. he was like I rolling know. going into it. So he, he's coming into the, you know, going into the, the players, the Chainsmokers right. concert before right. the before Chainsmokers contest. <laughs> Maybe that's the way we should refer to it. Uh, B uh, C C B C C before Chainsmokers concert. Yeah, as okay. the pre right. pre coronavirus. As the as the purpose of the return RTG, yeah. the return to golf. It's actually B C C. B C and A D is now uh, is now. <laughs> BCC and RTG. Return to go. Yeah. All right. All caps. Okay. So okay. he he had finished, you know, first at the Honda, third at the Arnold Palmer. He's rolling. People are like, God, this guy might be one of the five, ten best players in the world. Since he's okay. he's had two top tens in God knows how many starts, million starts. He just hasn't <laughs> been good. Like you know, it seems like he fit. U.S. Open t- or 22nd, Sanderson 28th, 13th at Shriners, 45th at CJ Cup, Zozo 41st. But I'd like to see this guy. I'm sure he's playing Houston. Get something going. He's got a week off. I'm sure he's staying at some nice Holiday Inn somewhere. But uh, I holiday think. He- Inn. Do you think the road's starting to wear on on Sungjae? Is it that what's be. going on? Like not having okay. a home for all of COVID. Maybe he's partying up too much with Tom Kim now that Tom Kim's out there regularly. The, aren't they buddies? Tom Kim <laughs> and Sanjay? Maybe that's the, the game's falling. By the way, we got some great, like, I think Thomas Kenziora, Brenly sent us exhaustive lists of Thomas to train characters, which we're going to do on a slow day, like which players correspond. But yeah, maybe that's why Sanjay's receding. So, uh, all right. So, Sanjay, get in the Rucket net. Thanks to Rucket. Code is SGS15. All right, where do we go to? Oh, let's make one and done picks real quick before we go. All right, uh, I'm gonna go. With, I'm gonna go with a guy just to piss you off. Mr. Opposite Field did well. The Sanderson turned opposite. You know, opposite turned full field. Peter Malnati just to kind of upset you. If he plays well, it's a double double blow. He's, to he's you. hot so. right now. Yeah, he's got to be. He's got to be loving this. This is an opposite field turned big event. Uh, that's what I'm saying. They that's get showed at Sanderson. This is 500 FedEx Cup points on the line. This is a dream come true for Malnati. Kucher <laughs> somewhere is shaking his head, <laughs> saying this should That's only be 100, 100 points. But uh, is it? Do, do they get a Masters berth too? Uh, next year, yeah, yeah, next year. Unbelievable. Kind of unbelievable. <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah, it's not a great field to get a Masters berth. It's kind of crazy. You don't so. get one for the BMW PGA. And uh, on the Euro Tour, and you get one for the Bermuda. That's a good point. Peppy Peter is my pick. Who do you got? Peppy Peter. I got. Uh, I, I'm gonna take uh, your boy. I'm on Todd Watch. Oh, of course. Why could? Yeah. I mean, it's that's that's a great pick. If I hadn't used him already, yes, <laughs> I usually blow up with Todd pretty early in the season. So, uh, great pick. Great pick. All right, let's move on to our schedule for the week. You made allu- uh, alluded to it earlier. 
The, You're running out of time. You got a hard stop. I got a hard stop. We're toast. I I already getting yelled at on text. Let's just keep going though. I think I just bought myself some more time. Right. You went on your tangent about giving away money and all this stuff, creating no, events. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're good. You're good. If I'm a little distracted because my texts are blowing up, I'm supposed to be stopping here in three minutes. Let's see how far over we go. I had all this Cyprus trivia we to can, throw that's at still you. Go, it's still good on Friday. Let's do it right now. All right. Cyprus Open. Do you know what? It's at Aphrodite Hills. This is an unbelievable course. Do you know what Aphrodite is the goddess of what? Please tell me you got this. Is that love? Not love. It's uh, war. No, that's Aries. <laughs> I don't know. You had it. Love. You went from love to war. <laughs> I did. The goddess was... of love. All right. <laughs> I'm sorry. I got confused. Goddess of love, procreation, a bunch of stuff like that. I was right. Um, My instincts were right. So it's it's unique location of Aphrodite Hills is Kuklia. It overlooks her birthplace where she emerged from the sea. So it wasn't a cesarean section or a, a vaginal birth. She just emerged from the sea. It was ah. her birthplace. And Rantiti Forest, where the resort is locate, located, is where Aphrodite would spend most of her time hunting with the eternally youthful Adonis. So a lot of history in this course. A lot of, a lot of history in this site. Um, when the site was excavated, thousands of terracotta statue fragments were recovered, as well as more than 200 inscriptions, all which re- reflect the legend of Adonis and Aphrodite. This is from the European Tour website, by the way. It's just my source. Uh, more trivia. So this is a... PJ, the European tour has never been to Cyprus before. What would you, it's 48 year history. How many countries? This is what I read this. I read this article. Damn it. It's the 50th country. Kind of amazing, right? Yeah. They've been to 50 countries already. We got to do some research and figure out that astounding list. There's probably, probably some countries that are no longer. Um, How many courses would you guess are, are in Cyprus? You get this too. Four. I didn't read the whole article. There are six courses in Cyprus, which is more than I expected. There's also this northern Cyprus, which is a self-declared state, and it's not recognized by anyone but Turkey. There's like a, the I, island seems I'm to in, have some. I'm interested in North Cyprus. Yeah, it's, the island seems to have some unique sort of uh, socio-political issues going on. Um, yeah, the course you said is uh, under 7,000 yards, par 71. It opened to 2,000. It was designed, this is a quote from the European Tour website, designed by the acclaimed architect Cabell Robinson. Oh. Do you know much about Cabell? Yeah, destined for the Hall of Fame, World Golf Hall of Fame. For his design Sounds like a smart guy. Went to like Harvard. <laughs> Went to Harvard or Princeton, one of those Ivy League schools. It was buddies with Reese. Oh, and That's so Reese a good brought, lineage. Reese brought him under the Wayne family, and RTJ sent him over to Europe. And he's became like kind of the Europe guy. Most of his work's done in Morocco, North Africa, and Spain. Europe's Reese Jones. What a what a good distinction. <laughs> so Cabell Robinson. I was reading up a lot on him, and there are unique parts. Several unique parts. Ben Coley also tipped us off to this of the course's landscape. So Aphrodite Hills retains an 18th century kiln 
on, not around, near, but apparently on the first fairway. Love that, century actually. <laughs> hey, real quick. I don't, I yeah. just was scanning the field list, and I got a message from somebody. I'm sorry, I don't remember. I don't remember who it's from. Um, yep. Did you hear what happened to Lori Cantor with the power lines? No. So he he lost by one shot last week. Yeah. And on one of the par fours, I th- uh, he hit a tee shot right down the middle, hit the power line. Oh my god! And went into the into the water. And then, so he reteed and hit it into the water. Oh, my God. Lost by one. Apparently striped the first tee shot right down the middle. <laughs> oh, my God. I saw that happen to somebody. I didn't know it was Cantor. Yeah. Up at the top of the leaderboard. Holy shit. Not good. So, in addition to the kiln in the fairway, there's also an ancient olive press on the eighth fairway. That's the preposition they're using, on the 8th fairway. So are they just, like, making olive oil in the middle of the fairway? What's going on? You know, great golf courses typically have a sense of place. And I like that yeah. they they kept these features that give the That's golf true. course a sense of place. That's true. That's not a bad not a bad point. Aphrodite maybe, Hills. And maybe that power lines were the sense of place that, that speaks to that region of Italy most last week. That. Sure. Northern Italy. Uh, yeah. Um, all right. I, I have nothing else on the Cypress Open. It's a, The field is super underwhelming, of course. They're doing it next week is a showdown. We'll talk about that format where they're like wiping out scores and making it match play on the weekend, stuff like that. That'll be cool. But uh, it seems like the chorus is the main curiosity this week. I feel like this is a big Jason Scrivener week. It's on an island. He feels comfortable. He's sailing over the... Yeah. It's like a... You're not a Game of Thrones guy, but it's like when one of those armies goes into the sea and uh, and uh, what's his name? Uh, what's his name's family gets in there. The the guy that got castrated, his family gets in there, just wipes him out, you know, any warrior. But uh, <laughs> that's, anybody that's not wa- that didn't watch Game of Thrones is going to be completely lost uh, on that reference. I didn't watch Game of Thrones. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Castration and all this stuff. So. Uh, but I'm surprised Westy's not playing. Yeah, he's probably ambling set sail for Georgia. <laughs> but no? think, of, think about like... this. Think about the week. It's a, it's like an island in the Greek, Greek Isles yeah. kind of situation. Mediterranean, Mediterranean yep. Yep. island. This seems like a great yep. place. He could just eat some olive oil soaked, you know, yep. food yep. and drink some wine. Yeah, he'd be. it does seem like his kind of scene. All right, Cyprus Open on the European Tour. That will be a curiosity to watch, I think. Uh, on the Champions Tour, we have the Timber Tech Champion at the old course. Timber Tech Championship. Do you know what Timber Tech is? Do you know what that is? No, I have no I had to clue. look it up. I didn't know if it was software. Turns out it's just like fake wood for your deck, like a, a Timber Tech. That sounds um, like an ideal shotgun start sponsor. Hey, how's your wood situation going? You're talking about snow on the ground. I remember last year you had like you were running to the grocery store to buy firewood, which is just a complete abomination. For I got nothing right now. Life. We got the chimney. We got our chimney cleaned, and the guy yeah. was telling me something I needed to do with like some sticks or something. To and I, the, the guy's like telling me like he thinks I'm like an experienced wood burner, and he's telling me this. 
And my my face must have been completely glazed over while he's telling me this. <laughs> and he and he leaves. I just like wanted the conversation to stop because I had no clue what he was talking about. Yeah, and uh, he yeah. leaves, and my wife turns to me and goes, "Do you have any clue what he was telling you about?" <laughs> and I'm like, "None, none, none whatsoever." And she goes, "Why? Why didn't you ask any questions?" <laughs> and I'm like, "I." He he was talking to me like I was an expert on a subject I wasn't. I was so out over my skis. It's like when you're in a foreign country and you speak, you know, and you rattle off perfect like yep. perfect sentence in in their language, and then they say something back to you and you freeze, and you're yep. just like <laughs> that. I, well, you better go out and get some wood. I don't want to hear about you running to the grocery store or Home Depot, getting the little bundle for 10x of what it should and all that stuff. If you're, you a, if you're a Chicago area superintendent who's cutting down trees, please let me know if I can come pick up some firewood. There you go. All right, the Timber Tech Championship. Now, speaking of timber, uh, it is at the old course, the home of golf. Really? Not to be, no. The old course of broken sound. In Florida. Oh. The old course, though, course. they're calling it. <laughs> I don't have anything else on the Timber Tech Championship. It's just good to have the Champions Tour Is back Phil after playing? a couple. No, not that I'm aware of. After a one-week hiatus. That, that's all I got. Those are our three events. Cypress Open, the Bermuda Championship, and the Timber Tech Championship. What's your event of the week, by the way? I'm going with uh, the uh, Eastlake Cup. Okay, good call. Good call. Good to have college golf back. Yeah, limited quantities this fall, but it's good that we have anything. News, U.S. Women's Open is to Aaron Hills. 2025, Aaron Hills getting another USGA championship. That would be really good. fun. Yeah, seems good. Outside of Is that I mean, a good women's LPGA championship, a women's championship? Good course for that? Yeah, I think it'll be cool. I think, like, you know, yeah. there's... The, the ball bounces out there. It's on sand. It, it's a fescue. It, it, it should, you know, react well. But obviously for, you know, the women, they got to get your steps in early. You're going to walk like 20 miles out there. Um, yep. Yep. And But yep. yeah, it's, I, I like that. It's a great, great venue. Other news. Eh, we'll talk about that Friday. Talk about it Friday. Same with match three details, which we keep punting. We've punted that like four shows in a row. Match three details. Who were the All guys right, that Troy Merritt and uh, Jesse J? Those were the guys that yes, we punted yes. for about nine months. That and handing out a coffee bag. Oh, to God. To new subscribers. <laughs> they still haven't gotten me the subscribers. They're killing me. Add one more to the pile. There if, you go. If you subscribe to Bixby Coffee, you'll likely get a free bag out of it. So. Subscribe. Go subscribe to Shotgun Start Blend at BixbyCoffee.com. You'll get a free bag of coffee. Eventually, we'll talk about Jazzy J and the Match 3 details with Stone Valley, Canyons, or whatever it was. So, All right, everyone, I got to go. I got to go. I'm in trouble. I'm eight minutes late. So uh, everyone, enjoy your Wednesdays. Enjoy your Friday juniors. We'll be back with Friday. We'll maybe put up our poll. You know, see who who wins that. Talk about some uh, interesting names over in Bermuda. All right. Talk to you guys later.